welcome all of you camp counselors to the late night fright right here on wkmf cozy corner public radio i am dan and with me as always is my very jingly jangly and slashery co-host faith say hi faith hi faith you feeling jingly and jangly Uh, a little bit a little bit we are continuing our season-long watch of american horror story 1984 it airs on the fx network this is the ninth season of the long-running horror anthology series faith up to this point we've really been enjoying it haven't Mm -hmm. we we have so last week we did get thrown a little bit of a curveball with episode Mm -hmm. 100 of the series we both just it wasn't that we didn't like it we just didn't weren't vibing with it right but we are very happy to say we did enjoy this episode, The Lady in White. Yes. All this right. was, yeah, this was a much, I feel like the vibe kind of came back a little, you know? Yes. For and the rest of the season. Yes. The vibe, we really were digging that vibe, that slasher yes. movie, 80s, late 70s, early 80s, slasher movie vibe. We were digging the flashbacks. We were digging the side stories. And we just feel like we kind of took a weird little detour. Exactly. <laughs> with the 100th episode. But yeah, they got it back here with the Lady in White. And as always, we have a very brief synopsis of the episode. This is courtesy of our good friends at Wikipedia. Faith, Wikipedia, it's not lazy, is it? What is it? It's efficient. Highly efficient. Mm-hmm. Highly efficient. It helps podcast hosts do their job more efficiently. <laughs> so here we go. Cue the music. In 1948, a young Richter loses track of his younger brother, Bobby who is accidentally killed by a boat propeller. Richter's mother, Lavinia, blames him for the death. Back in 1989, Richter returns to Camp Redwood and encounters the counselor's ghost, who lament that they are being terrorized by another unknown woman's ghost. Richter claims the ghost is Lavinia, who he was forced to kill in self-defense in 1948. Richter meets with her, and she reveals she manipulated Margaret into committing the 1970 murders to make Richter suffer for Bobby's death. Meanwhile, Donna takes Brooke to a skating rink to relax, where they meet a man named Bruce. After Bruce fixes their car, they agree to give him a ride, but they abandon him on the highway after he reveals he knows Donna and then kills a police officer. Bruce tracks them down and threatens to kill them, but they outsmart him and leave him for dead. As Margaret, Trevor, Ramirez, Brooke, and Donna converge on Camp Redwood, Ramirez murders several musicians from Margaret's music festival. Richter kills himself in order to return as a ghost and exact his revenge. So, Faith, what did you think of The Lady in White and R.I.P. Kajagugu, the band who did Too Shy in this alternate universe? They bought it at the hands of Ramirez. I really like that song. Great bass line. We're not talking about that. What do you think of The Lady in White? I I really liked this episode. I liked I liked all the different stories we had going in, on, different flashbacks, different characters kind of coming together, and I really liked it. I really liked this episode too. I went in with uh, a apprehensive mm-hmm. after episode one hundred, uh, just because it was such a turn right. for us. When they started off in 1948 with this Friday the 13th reference, and not only did they reference Friday the 13th, they referenced two Friday the 13th movies here, <laughs> at least at least that I was catching with uh, with the mother being the cook there, mm-hmm. and then she's got the kid, and the kid dies in the lake. Ah, yes, but he dies by boat propeller like Jason does at the end of Friday the 13th Part 6. 
Jason Lives, <laughs> which is our favorite. Uh, we have a really fun episode on that up. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that episode. And that episode, here's a shameless plug. It is available where, Faith? Wherever podcasts can be found, of yes, course. <laughs> indeed it is. But uh, we, we really enjoyed that movie. And, mm-hmm. and if you get a chance, if you haven't checked out that episode, check it out. But the Friday the 13th references were pretty heavy here uh, right in the beginning. But uh, we also get a return visit from Lily Rabe, who has been in several seasons of this show. She was in season one. She played the doctor's wife that showed up. She was the Infantata's mother. And she is here as Lavinia, uh, Richter's mother. What did you think of Lily Rabe? Because this episode kind of sort of belongs to her mm-hmm. oh she was incredible just I, I loved her in the first uh season and i loved her in this i don't know like you said she stole this episode a little bit for me oh, she was great yeah very very welcome presence mm-hmm. um i feel like you could feel her everything her emotions through the screen yeah it's amazing because i started this episode absolutely hating her and by the end of the episode uh, I didn't feel sympathetic toward her, but there was a softness, a softening to that character just a little bit. Right. Um, I thought she treated Richter awfully. And mm-hmm. something that we talked about is happening. Richter is becoming the hero of this thing. He is becoming a sympathetic hero. And a lot of that has to do with the way the story is told. A lot of it has to do with the way that John Carroll Lynch is playing uh, Richter, a.k.a. Jingles. He has a really great scene with her about midway through this episode when he finds her cabin. What were you thinking when you saw Lavinia and Richter together? That was probably one of my favorite my favorite scenes. I know I felt bad for him. I keep having so much, you know, sympathy for him. It was it was heartbreaking. It, really it was. was absolutely heartbreaking what goes down between them mm-hmm. and I could really and and I hope this doesn't sound like an overstatement. I could really feel it coming exactly. coming through his performance and mm-hmm. through the screen, just how how that was you know how that affected. I could feel him. both of them. I feel like that scene was just so powerful. You know, her grief. She was not playing angry, vindictive. She was playing grief stricken, and there's a huge difference between those. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think I was able to get a little bit of sympathy for her at the end, but it was grief, Mm -hmm. and that was really, really great. Now, she also uh, serves a very, two functions for me in this story. Uh, She's the big bad, quote unquote, because the other ghosts are scared of her. Like, I love the fact that the ghosts are scared of of something else in the woods. Right. That the mystery is deepening, you know, as to what is going on here Mm -hmm. in these woods. Um, The other story function that she serves is, um, it it was in my head just a moment ago, and it's lost, uh, and I'm lost on it, but we're going to come back to it. Uh, (laughs) What did you think of, of the way the other ghosts are reacting to her? Because I think it's pretty brilliant what's going on here. I think it is, too. I definitely didn't... um expect that little twist of them to be afraid of something else you know because i feel like that last episode we left off they felt like they were invincible and killing everybody you know (laughs) yeah leading we were leading towards something with them that we're not quite sure you know the carnage the mass carnage is going to happen but yeah (laughs) yeah they're getting all these people here and we're going to just take them out one by one (laughs) exactly but that that is a uh a cool thing how she said that that's why they wanted to uh take everybody out so that they can 
be released, you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, the other the other point it did come to me is, uh, as I said, we have the big bad. Mm-hmm. She's uh, what the other ghosts are scared of. But she is the reason for the massacre. She uh, she massacred kids herself in 48 and yeah. 70. She tells Margaret to do it. And, uh, you know, I kind of thought there was going to be a reveal you know, a bigger thing going on here. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect Richter's backstory right. and mother to be brought into this, which is kind of neat. As we said, the Friday the 13th references have just been popping, you know, especially in the first couple of episodes, the beginning of this episode, he's almost reversed Jason in a way, a bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> I like how his, um, what's the word for his, uh, his, his arc. Kind of, yeah. He's yeah. evolved. I mean, you know, he starts off as somebody that, you know, you're ter- you're terrified of and you're fearing him being on the screen. And he's killing people. And now you're you're feeling sorry for him. <laughs> sorry for him and kind of rooting for him. Yeah. And it was on episode the uh, third episode of this series where he talks really for the first time. And Faith and I were both on the fence with it. Uh, more opposed, I should say, than, than on the fence. Let's let's be honest right. about it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad they made the decision to have him talk well, because course. this is uh, this is a wonderful performance by John Carroll Lynch. Now we have another returning cast member in Dylan McDermott. He shows up. <laughs> when I saw his name in the cast list, I was really excited that we might be getting some kind of murder house mm-hmm. connection. But he plays uh, a guy named Bruce who is a serial killer, and he uh, terrorizes. Brooke and Donna. What did you think of Dylan McDermott as Bruce here? And also, I would like for you to tell them uh, if they have not seen it how he looks because I think the oh, look is I'm very important. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He has a. Uh, how would you describe his hair? Uh, it's definitely longer than it was. Yeah, it's uh, it's very kind of eighty shaggy. I was gonna say yeah, shag type. Eighty shaggy and a nice mustache. Handlebar. <laughs> yeah, handlebar mustache. Uh, looks like a. Porn star yes. slash serial killer. Porn stash. Yeah. Porn stash. Uh, pedo porn stash. Pedo porn stash. That's <laughs> that's a good that's a good description. Uh, what do you think of of Bruce here? Because I, I liked him. I did too. <laughs> yeah. I liked him. I liked the creepy vibe that he I had. I did too. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it wasn't what I was expecting at first seeing him. I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah. I like I like what we got from him. Oh, I loved what we got from him. I thought it was a I thought it was a real trip. And um, it's kind of a shame. Sorry, spoiler that uh, Brooke cut off his fingers, his thumbs. Yeah, so he couldn't. He <laughs> yes, was like so a hitchhike. So he hitchhike. He's <laughs> a he's a hitchhike serial killer. Yeah, and uh, she cut his his uh, his his thumbs off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now my favorite scene in this episode was the beginning with the Friday the Thirteenth references. I thought that was really great. My other scene that I really liked was when he was in the truck with Brooke and they had Donna tied mm-hmm. up behind and he was giving her the uh, choice of uh, dragging her. I love when he describes what happens to the yes. human body <laughs> at twenty, thirty, and I think forty miles an hour, and I, and I was just like, ooh, you know. <laughs> I, I really like him in this, I and I'm a too. Dylan McDermott fan. I, I like most of his work. Um, what did you think of that scene, and did you have a favorite, uh, any favorite scenes or lines or moments in this? Uh, I love the scene, and I, I, I think that was a clever. Brooke was pretty clever, right? You know, <laughs> backing up like that. She is earning her final girl mm-hmm. stripes. She is she's, yeah, resourceful she's, mm-hmm. and she is cunning. And I don't think she's going to be the villain. I think Brooke is the final girl. Yeah, I think so. I, for a second, I, I had a suspicion she might be coming out as that bad girl, you know, the bad person. But I don't think she is. 
No, I, I think I, I think, think I think uh, I think she is our Nancy. Yeah, you know, in this, um, she yeah, she's been pretty good. Uh, one other question: What did you think about the roller skating? Is that a real question? That's a real question. What did you think of the roller skating? I liked it. <laughs> I did too. I, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, there's still one thing that's 80s and they go to the roller rink. I mean, God, it was taking me back to being 10 years old and then the roller rink, you know, which is how old I would have been in 1989 when this takes place. <laughs> so, well, unfortunately, Ramirez kills Kajagugu. Too Shy is a great song. Great bass line. We have one episode left. In in this Already? run, yeah, we have one episode left. You have any idea how this is going to end? Because Donna and Brooke are on their way; they're all converging, and we mm-hmm. said, you know, they they have to converge back. Right. Um, I still feel like they took the long way around, you know, in getting them there mm-hmm. with that with that hundredth episode. Uh, I feel like this probably should have been the one hundredth episode because you had Dylan McDermott and I Lily feel like back, it too. you know, and that's that's it, it's fine. It is it is what it is, but. uh do you have any idea where this is going outside of everyone converging back on this camp? Honestly, no. I mean, I could think of a hundred things that would probably be wrong. <laughs> I really don't know. Will we have redemption for Margaret or will she get her just due, her comeuppance? I don't know. I'm hoping they get her. I'm hoping they get her too. And uh, <laughs> do you think that these ghosts are going to be stuck on this camp for eternity or do you think there's going to be some kind of release valve i really think they're going to end up having to all team up and take down ramirez i think he is the 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 true villain here yeah. in this and i think uh i think they're going to have to end up taking him out mm-hmm. yeah i can see that i'll go there with you so <laughs> i'm going to vote that richter somehow sacrifices sacrifices his ghost self for for the good of everyone, thus releasing them. I don't know. That's that's what I'm going with. Do you, do you want to venture? You want to venture some kind of opinion? Not really. I, I don't even know. I really have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. All right. Well, do you want to see Margaret die? Yes. Yes. I, I think her. I think um, Brooke is going to take out Margaret. I think so too. And Richter is going to take out Ramirez, and the ghosts are going to somehow be freed. Can go there and Trevor Kirshner better make it out. The big dick player better make it out of this series alive because he needs his own spinoff, like Trevor <laughs> in LA or something. I don't know. <laughs> we need a Trevor Kirshner series. Isn't Matthew Morrison just uh, yeah, awesome? He is, yeah. Um, well, uh, that's that's my vote. We'll see next week. We have one more to go. I'm gonna leave it open, you know. I'm just gonna see where it goes. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to So you don't want to put any money on it? Not really. You know, I mean, I, I like your theory. Okay. But I'm going to just leave and just see what happens. All right. Well, <laughs> that is it. The Lady in White, American Horror Story 1984. We have both really been enjoying this. I'm going to kind of be sad to see it go. Me too. Sad to see it go. But we got other stuff we can talk about after it's done. But until then, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. We'll see you on the other side.